0: Rejoice in the Lord how often? Again? <laughs> Philippians 4.4, 4. that's basically the gist of that. And we know that rejoicing, we've learned over the past couple of weeks. Oh, by the way, the podcast will be up this week for the first time in months. Um, we had some technical difficulties um, and some human Difficulties that we had to overcome, so I apologize that our podcasts have not been available. I will make sure that they are up every week um, going forward. That, that that was on me, so I I apologize. But these this um, Rejoice series will be up in its entirety um, today, okay? And I'll send out a thing on social media, and if you're subscribed to our text message, you'll get the link on where you can listen to them. So rejoice means to feel or show great joy or delight. Peter wrote this to the Philippians when he was in prison, telling them to rejoice in all things. And what a way, what a way that must have been received. They know Paul's in prison for his life and it won't end well for him. And he's encouraging them. That had to be been a powerful letter to receive for that church from Paul. And it's powerful for us as well. We also know that rejoice, rejoicing is a choice that we make. It's not a feeling. You may feel like you wanna rejoice, but the but actual rejoicing, the action, requires a choice. It's a decision that we make in spite of what's going on around us. And it's not always an easy thing. There are always difficult and frustrating, painful things going on around us all the time. It seems to be worse lately. It was true in Paul's day as well, yet he challenges us to rejoice always. Again, rejoice is not a feeling, it is an action. It's the action he asks us to take, even when our logical response should be something different. Something goes really bad, if you started jumping up in joy, like if something bad happened, people look at you like somebody needs to call their therapist because they've snapped. Right? I mean, if something went, that's how the world would see it. And that's how we would see it, too. But in those moments, Paul says to rejoice. Rejoice. How do we do this? Even if your life is going just perfectly, there are always things around us that will steal our desire to rejoice. And it's easy to find those things too. Open any social media app on your phone and in less than one minute, you'll find something that will drive you crazy and you'll have to force yourself to rejoice if you can. Or turn on the TV and watch the news for a few minutes. Or turn the pages of a newspaper if they still exist. I'm not really sure. Does anybody get the newspaper delivered to their house? Your neighbor does? So you do. So you just take their paper? <laughs> just, <laughs> just kidding. Okay. <laughs> you know, Or open an email. <laughs> open an email. Or open a past due bill in the mail. And rejoice over it. Answer your phone, all the robocalls. The police are on your way to your location right now. You must call this number. (laughs) Or you receive a confirmation of a diagnosis. You'll pull up to a drive through and order a shake and find out that the ice cream machine is broken again. And what else? So let me ask you this, and I, I'd love to hear from you. What do you have? I will start with what, what, if anything, did you have to rejoice in this week that came easily for you, like something good happened and you rejoiced? Just say it. Go ahead, Bill. My great-grandson, I got to see him. He's three weeks old now. Oh, wow. Congratulations. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So I have a TNR colony, which is trapped in the return, cat colony in Berryville. Okay. Oh wow. Wow. I know that's really small. No, no, there's no small. There's no. That's great. Sam? Yes. Yay. Good to see you too. Bill, you had something else? Wow. That's that's a lot of gifts for you guys at Christmas. You see see how I turn that joy into, you know. That's a that's a, Anybody else have something they can rejoice in, Dad? My appointment was canceled. Does somebody else raise their hand? Yes, Ricky. I got to see an old friend I have not seen in years. Great. Great. Sam, one more time. That's awesome. That's an answer to prayer. I know. I know that story, and as some of you else, some el- some of you know that, and that's great. <laughs> okay, he's for the not. So, all right, let's skip to the. What did you have to? Okay, one more. Um, I got done with state testing with you. All right, tests are done. So, what did you all have to do this week that you had to force yourself to rejoice? In other words, what you got was probably not something you really wanted to hear but you've been paying attention in church the last two weeks and and you know that Paul is encouraging you to rejoice anyway so i want to hear some of those family i'll argues. get some different where is that family arguments. <laughs> no matter what's going on at work still my bills. yeah you still what I can still pay my bills yep no matter what goes on at work still pay your bills cutting your grass <laughs> you didn't rejoice you didn't like sing a song while you were doing it and skip while you're mowing. Sam. Good. Awesome. Um, Yes. Dealing with COVID. COVID. Yeah, there's a lot of that coming around, and it's affecting people's jobs. And and um, I was just talking with um, my buddy over there, and he can't. He might not be able to make it to Apple Butter. Because he's has to work on Saturday, so Roy, you could do both. I'm just kidding. Anybody else? Yeah, Dirty dirty diapers. Yes, that's great. Perfect example. That's that's awesome. Um. But no matter what's going on and when it's going on, we have this reminder from Psalms 118, 24. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I'm sure there are some days where we wish we could just forget, right? We just pretend that day never happened. But yet we're encouraged to rejoice and be glad every day. And I also forgot to mention, there's no Kids class today. Um, We had some volunteers backed out at the at the last minute. Um, I don't know what the circumstances are. They could have been sick, Um, but you know it's hard to have just one person back there in a class. So the kids are joining us today. And how are you doing, Barrett? Good. He's good, and we're glad to have them because they need to hear this too. Maybe. Some of you, teens or, or younger, have bad days. And you need to know that God says, even when it's a bad day, I want you to rejoice in me. And we're going to learn this together and why we have to do that. We're encouraged to rejoice and be glad every day. I'm starting to look at things differently these days. Maybe I'm crazy, which is probably true. I'm starting to understand that I'm not the only one on the planet Right? And I'm starting to think that maybe my day might not be quite as good or like how I wanted it to go, but there are many things that God is doing and orchestrating each and every day, and it's God's day, it's His day, He made it. So there is reason to rejoice when I'm sick because there is someone else that is being healed. There's reason to rejoice. When I can't pay a bill because there's someone who just received a gift that will feed their family for for one more day. And there's reason to rejoice when I lose a loved one because there's another family who just witnessed a miracle. I know and believe that for every hardship we face, there are others who are being blessed in that moment. I may never meet them, but I know God is doing these things in his day. He knows what we need each and every day, all of us. I rejoice because many people will be blessed today and receive good news today and will be healed today and will reconcile today and will be able to eat today and pay their bills today and overcome an addiction today, and on and on it goes. That is why we rejoice every single day. I rejoice despite what's going on in my life right now because rejoicing in what others are experiencing experiencing brings me hope just because i'm not experiencing what they are right now i know that there's hope because god's day is every day he plans it he knows what he when and how he's going to bless us it's god's day the day god made the author and creator of all of us he knows what we need and when we need it and the when is sometimes difficult for us If we trust that, then we can rejoice each and every day and be glad each and every day. Or we can just keep staring at the TV or the newspaper, our phones, and be so captivated by all the negative that we completely lose focus on the one who created us. I choose to rejoice because this isn't the day that I have made. This isn't the day that our government has made. This isn't the day that our enemy has made. This isn't the day that you have made. This is the day the Lord has made, and I will rejoice in it. But I get it, right? It's not going to be easy, and it's not going to be instinctive to do this. Matthew 11:29 29 says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You know, when Jesus said this, it was in the context of that time. A lot of the followers at the time that were following Jesus felt burdened and struggled with trying to keep up with, and this is important, man-made rules that were put upon them by the Jewish leaders who were just trying to control everybody. It wasn't about rules that God had for them. It was men getting in between God and their subjects. And forcing all of these rules on them. They got so tired and scared of not following every single rule that they were going to be condemned to hell for it, that that's all they did is live in that moment and live in that fear. It was difficult, and people were always afraid that, you know, if they took one wrong step, that they would be punished. This was the time that they were living in. Most of their energy and time was spent trying to follow the letter of the laws, and it wore them down to a point where they were just overwhelmed. For us today, I feel like we are also worn down and overwhelmed with everything that's going on. We do have things we can do, though. We can turn off the TV for a bit. We can spend less and less time on social media. We could read God's word. We can pray more. We can just sit in a place that makes you feel calm and just listen and talk to God. Jesus says, come to me and he will give you rest. When we come to Jesus, we lay everything aside. Our burdens come off. But just like rejoicing, that's also a choice. I was texting with my dad earlier this week about an issue that I had. um, And... You know, I was kind of bummed about it, and I told him, I said, well, I got, told that something was going to happen the next day, Um, nothing serious, just life stuff, and he just texted me, said, well, just be prepared to rejoice, and, and I thought about that, and I said, I shouldn't preach this stuff, because they just throw it right back at me, (laughs) But it's true, and he's right, and sometimes we do need to prepare ourselves to rejoice. And it, it, it does take preparation. You, it's easier to react, right, because our human nature is just, we're just going to react in a moment. And that's when we usually get more in trouble, right? We spout off and say the wrong thing or, you know. So I did. I prepared to rejoice. And I smiled because I kind of felt it would be one of those things I'd have to choose to rejoice, and it was. It ended up being that. I had to choose to rejoice, um, but it's, I had to force myself, and, and you have to. It's not going to come naturally. You get, you're hoping for good news, and you get not the news you expect, and you're going to be like, yep, okay, I rejoice. Jeez. You've got to say it, and because it's the day that the Lord made, and it's not just about you. And it's not just about me. See, God made this day for others, too. And they may, may be receiving a blessing somewhere. Somebody is getting blessed somewhere. Could be one of you at some point, you know. And I might have the worst day, and, but I think I'm starting to change the way I think, and it's going to take me a long time to get there. And I hope you can get there, too, is that when things are going wrong for me, there's somebody out there that's getting something so blessed that they didn't even expect. That's our God. And God also knows when we need those things. Not when we not on our time frame because we want everything now. So why do we have to rejoice though? Why? Because the enemy is always preparing to steal your joy from you. And he makes it real easy. We typically respond to something first with our emotions. Right? I mean, that's natural. But it's not always recommended. The enemy takes advantage of the emotional state we're in in that moment. He wants us to spiral and lose hope quickly. But God wants us to remember who's in control. Our feelings and our emotions are definitely real. But God is greater. And when we realize this, we can choose to rejoice and we send the enemy fleeing. There's power in choosing to rejoice. Challenge yourself this week and always. If you can't find a a reason to rejoice, then do it because it will disrupt the enemy's plans for you. And that is worth rejoicing for. The enemy wants to trip us up. That's his goal. That's his goal, to trip us up and get us off track. Jesus says, rejoice, rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. God says, re- and, and rejoice in the Lord always. Always. Always is pretty self-describing, right? Always. We need to rejoice and choose to rejoice in whatever moment we're in. And however, whatever face. Whatever the look on your face is at the time, so be it. Just say, I rejoice in this moment. And the enemy is going to be powerless when you do that. He, he wants to just mess you up. He wants to just mess you up and get you cussing and, and throwing a fit and throwing stuff at your spouse or something and whatever you do when you get mad. Just, just to see that, all it just feed, feeds on that and will make you feel even worse. So as Pastor Waller says is straighten your shoulders and just tell God, I'm gonna rejoice in this moment. I'm gonna rejoice in this moment, even though it's not a something you would rejoice in normally. And this whole series has gotten me just messed up because, and I told you this, and I'm not lying, as soon as I started this series, <laughs> everything just kinda went crazy um, in many different ways. Nothing real major, but a lot of, and, and I know you, I've talked to some of you too, and it's the same thing. And it's almost like, I don't know what I'm going to, maybe I'll preach on wealth next month and well, i will be rich. But I know better, that's not how God does things. And I, I'll be honest with you, and I, I mean, it was a very quick thought that I, that I stuffed down right away. It's like maybe you should, maybe you should stop this series until everything's calms down. Just the thought, and it wasn't my thought, obviously. I said no. That's 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 this is what battling is all about. I mean, I could I could sit up here, and please don't take this the wrong way, but I could make you guys feel good about yourself every single Sunday, and that would be wrong, because in order to know God, we have to fear God, we have to understand God and sometimes that means confronting some things in ourselves that may need some work so it's not just, I'm, I am not want to make you feel uncomfortable on purpose, I make myself feel uncomfortable and for a reason, not just to do that but because I know that I, th- I need things that, to change in my life I continually to the day I'm gone I'm going to have to keep changing things in my life to conform with what God would have me do so it is uncomfortable. Church shouldn't be always comfortable. It is. We have a lot of times where it is comfortable. And that's okay. We need we need that rest. We need the encouragement, and that's good. But church cannot always be just everybody smiling in on the way in and smiling on the way out and no issues and good. I got my one hour in, and, and I'll be back next week because I felt good. I want you to come back when... You feel bad leaving on a Sunday because I felt bad and convicted on myself leaving on a Sunday. But I come back because I know that through those times, that's where the building process takes place is when you admit that you have things you have to work on. And I tell you, when you work on those things, you just it defies and mystifies the enemy. He wants us to fail. God says, I want you to rejoice. The enemy says, I want you to throw a fit. God says, I want you to rejoice. The enemy says, I want you to quit. God says, I want you to rejoice. The enemy says, I want you to just go away. God says, I want you with me. I want you to rejoice. Listen, this this whole series has it has really given me some things to think about and understand. And I've always, you know, we read Scripture, all of you read Scripture, and you always you know, cruise by some of the verses that have always been told to you. It's like, rejoice, rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. Yeah, but, but it's when you focus on that and really understand what it means, I think it just brings out so much when you really break it down and say, I really have to rejoice when this happened. I really have, I, God, I can't do that. No, you can't on your own. But when you tell him, God, I know you have a plan for me. And I know that everything I go through is going to have a purpose. So in that, I'll rejoice and that's good. And that's what we need to do. So listen, I, I just pray that as we, as we head out today, that we keep that in our minds because the enemy is gonna immediately, I tell you this every week, he's gonna immediately challenge you as soon as you walk out these doors. He wants to disrupt what's happening here as we all learn together. He wants to disrupt that as soon as you get out into the parking lot. And for some of you, it would be quicker. Rejoice, rejoice, and again, I say, Rejoice, yes.